Kia ora and welcome to the Destinate NZ Show. I'm Michelle. And I'm Chambers. And today we're talking about the tourism workforce. Well, welcome back listeners and welcome back Chambers. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's been a while. It has. We missed you last week, but tell us, how are you settling into Cairns? Yeah, apologies I didn't make it last week. I really wanted to, but I think I was overstretching myself with a big move over to Australia. So yes, well, Cairns is very warm, very warm, (laughs) very humid, but it makes it feel like a summer holiday. So I'm loving it. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. So apart from the weather, what do you think the biggest differences are? Have you noticed any differences in the way that Aussies and Kiwis do business? Yeah, really interesting, very different approaches, actually, without being able to nut them all out right now. But some of the initial ones that I've seen in the last couple of weeks is definitely that Australia has moved on from where New Zealand is in terms of, I hate to use that C word, COVID, but it has. Life is back to normal. We're no longer talking. In fact, our CEO sent a message out yesterday and he was like, it's no longer talking about survival. It's talking about restoration and growth. And that's what we have to focus on. And it's absolutely true. And the biggest thing that actually compares to New Zealand is the lack of staff and the desperate need for the working holiday visa people to come back. And not that I want to use the word tourist because much talk has been going on about how that doesn't actually give any sentiment to the wonderful people that come and visit. So yeah. Guests and visitors. Guests and visitors. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, those two things are one completely different in terms of positioning Mm -hmm. and thought process and how we're moving forward. And then also the struggle with the staffing and It's really hard. One of the conversations we're having here is it's really hard building culture, good culture, when the only staff you get to take on are the ones that just apply for the job because ultimately you need hands on 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 a boat, right? Yep. So hands on deck, I was going to say. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally. So it's really hard to build the right culture with that. However, what we're trying to do is uh, make ourselves an employer that people want to work for so Mm -hmm. that we hopefully get the right people choosing and then they influence. But yeah, it's really tough. Yeah, Yeah. I can imagine. And I would think my knowledge of Cairns would be that they rely quite heavily on that working holiday visa population. Is that fair absolutely yeah Yeah. absolutely because we've got a base up in Port Douglas and they still need staff too but nowhere near to the extreme that you need down here and it's not just us it's all the businesses and just like in New Zealand um, and as we discussed with Heidi sadly some of those people within our industry have moved on Mm. um, and gone to other sectors which they are sad about but also very excited because now they can see a whole new career path for themselves there so I don't even think we're going to get them all back and Mm. a lot of them are high IP general managers or head of sales or directors or that have just simply had to move on because they couldn't sustain waiting for tourism to come back so Mm. yeah they we face the same challenges over here as New Zealand which also scares me because if we're facing them here and New Zealand's facing them too, that's a massive gap that needs to be filled. And how are we going to do that? And really, we should be looking to do that together because ultimately, 
we both need those backpackers and working holiday visas over here to do a year there, do a year here, switch over, yeah. so on and so forth, you know? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And I remember, God, we were having this discussion 25 years ago in the industry of how Australia and New Zealand works together because we are the last stop on a round-the-world itinerary. So how do we work with our Kiwi cousins, Australian cousins to, to yeah, build this destination and multi-destination to say, well, yeah, as you say, do a year in Australia, do a year in New Zealand, and here's some great roles. And how do tourism operators connect? The bigger ones, how do they connect with each other across the Tasman to say, I'm going to pass these incredible people over to you because they're coming your way. So, yeah. Oh, well, there's a project for you. (laughs) I know. I was just thinking that as we were talking. (laughs) Hey, well, today we're joined by Heidi Gillingham, who is the new program director at go with tourism and we're talking about the tourism workforce Wayananga which they held in November last year and the action plan has just been or the action plan two has just been published so we have a great chat with Heidi about that and some of the opportunities and challenges that are ahead and some of the things that have come out on that um, workforce and I think one of the things I'm most excited about Chambers is the fact that it does seem to be a very broad cross-section of industry. They've Mm -hmm. got local and central government there. They've got education there. They've got industry there. They've got associations there. And apparently they even had unions there. So it sounds like a really cool mix of people in one room all vying for the same outcome, I guess, and that is to solve some of our tourism workforce issues. So We may as well get straight into it. It's a great chat with Heidi and it's great to have her in the role. Obviously, she's taken over from Matt, who we interviewed a couple of times last year in our Tourism Awards episodes. So if you haven't listened to those, I do urge you to go back because it builds a really cool picture of what Go With Tourism are doing for our industry. Mm -hmm. He certainly picked a great successor, didn't he? Yes, yes, he did. So, yeah, anyway, enjoy, listeners. Sit back, enjoy the show, and we will see you all next week. See you next week. Kakadee. Kakadee. The Go With Tourism Workforce Wayananga in November last year brought together great minds from across the tourism and hospitality industry, associations, unions, educators and local and central government to develop solutions that will improve and build our industry workforce. The Action Plan 2 has just been released. So we're joined today by Go With Tourism's new program director, Heidi Gillingham, to discuss the outcomes. Kia ora, Heidi. It's great to have you on the show. Hello, ladies. Thank you for having me. It's my first go at this. So, yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> awesome. Kia ora, Heidi. Please tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up with Go With Tourism. Like most other people in the tourism industry, I sort of just fell into it, actually. Uh, I had a pretty bad case of itchy feet from very early on, as most people do. I spent a lot of my university student loans on ski trips to the French Alps and knew that I wanted wanted to see the world, but couldn't necessarily afford to do it myself. So I started finding jobs where other people would pay for me, which was a pretty good way to go about it. And Yeah, that led me to end up working and living in Austria and Greece and Australia. And once I got the bug, there was no going back, really. 
I kind of fell into the role with Goes Tourism as well. I met Matt Stenton, my predecessor, who you both have met and yes. I'm sure, know had a lovely uh, chat with. And <laughs> I met him at a meeting in Queenstown when I was working in a HR role for AJ Hackett Bungie. Uh, he says I impressed him with my no-nonsense attitude, but I like to think it was my charm and good looks. <laughs> uh, five, months, yeah, five months later, I got a phone call from him in the middle of a pandemic outbreak offering me a, a role which had travel and working with young people and supporting an industry I love. So it was a no-brainer, really, and I said yes, and that was that. Awesome. Perfect. That sounds great. And can you just uh, describe to our listeners the purpose of Go With Tourism? Yeah. So Go With Tourism government funded initiative and we aim to build the tourism and hospitality workforce in New Zealand. And we've got two key objectives. So the first one is to connect great talent with quality employers. And the second one is to get Kiwis thinking positively about tourism and hospitality careers. That's not just young people, but also parents and teachers, influencers, and people who are already in the workforce as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think just when you said that you fell into tourism, and that seems to be a common theme, wouldn't it be (laughs) nice to be sitting here in five to 10 years, and we're interviewing people who are saying, actually, I knew that I wanted to work in tourism from when I was at university, or that was my goal when I was at school, Mm -hmm. rather than just falling into the industry, as we tend to do. A conscious decision would be lovely, and that was supported along the way as well. That would be even better. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) How did the workforce Wanganga come about and what was it hoping to achieve? So like you ladies both know, our industry's been struggling for a while and not just because of COVID, but even before that, workforce has been a real challenge for our industry. We've had skill shortage issues for years and COVID really made us realise that we are pretty reliant on a migrant workforce and that Kiwis just don't want to work in this industry combined obviously with lack of relevant and accessible training and various issues in the education system, the Wananga was pretty well overdue in my opinion. Mm. Um, yeah, we realised that it's not just up to government to make changes. As an industry, we can make those changes ourselves and we can set standards together, which is pretty exciting. So our idea behind the Wananga was to bring together stakeholders from all over the country who've got various interests in our industry and workforce from different perspectives and Mm -hmm. maybe haven't interacted in the past as much as they probably should have. Mm -hmm. So that was people from government, councils, industry, educators, unions, even students. We wanted to get the next generation of workers involved in the conversation as well. So talking to them rather than just talking about them and get this huge range of people together and discuss the situation and hopefully find some unified solutions to improve the workforce as a whole. And we wanted to come out with some actionable, achievable industry-led outcomes, which would actually hold people accountable for playing their part, not just paying lip service, mm-hmm. but you know, rolling their sleeves up and getting involved and doing the hard work to get the result that they want. And I honestly can say that we've taken some pretty big steps towards achieving that which is awesome Mm, that sounds great and out of that I know you ended up with two action plans so can you explain the difference between the two and the priorities from from them Yes, the first action plan was basically a summary of the Wananga Mm -hmm. so for people that attended but also people that didn't to get a good overview 
Prior to the event, we asked our attendees to choose from five uh, different ideas, which were the key challenges for the industry. Mm -hmm. They selected down to four, um, which they discussed throughout the two-day event. And Action Plan 1 basically delved further into those ideas. Right. Action Plan 2 covered the full range of ideas that came out. We didn't just talk about four things for two full days. (laughs) Um, There was a lot of conversations going on. And Action Plan 2 gives an update on the four key ideas and what's happening with them since the first Action Plan was released uh, because there's a lot of industry groups which are bringing them to life. There's a further eight shortlisted ideas which have got some pretty good potential and then there's 14 additional ideas which could inspire some action in future as well. So there's a lot a lot mm. in them. <laughs> yeah, wow. I can imagine. Yeah. That's amazing. So you've obviously been working on some of the key priorities in Action Plan 1 for a little while now. I'm really interested in the Tourism and Hospitality Accord. Can you tell us a little bit about what's involved and how that might work? Yeah, I'm really excited by the Tourism Accord too, basically because it's just a straightforward and easy action. It seems like common sense, really. In essence, uh, the Accord just will set a workforce standard that employers can pledge to sign up and meet. It will have some guiding principles in it that will hopefully assist employers to make sure they're meeting the needs from both employment and wellbeing perspectives of their people. That proposal is now sitting with MD, so it's been presented, and it's also been presented to the leadership group of the ITP, the Industry Transformation Plan. So Mm -hmm. we've just got our fingers crossed and waiting to see if something they decide that they're going to action. Um, if you do want any further information, though, that at the moment it's being led by Anthony Bryan from Lincoln University. So he mm-hmm. could be a potential good person to talk to in future. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And is that something that you see tourism operators and businesses sign up to individually or is it sitting at a higher level than that? Uh, it hasn't been decided yet. We're hoping yeah. that people will sign up to it and we're hoping that they'll sign up across the board. So not mm. just the big players, the smaller operators as well. We're looking for entire industry involvement. Mm-hmm. That's that's the aim of it, is that we're not just making a change on a top level, it's across the board. So hopefully everyone will be inspired and wants to get on board with it. Yeah, awesome. And there's talk of an industry toolkit in the plan as well. What would that look like? What's in a toolkit for industry? (laughs) The question on everyone's lips, right? (laughs) But yeah, the toolkit is basically a combination of a couple of ideas at the moment, and they're all outlined in the action plan. So one of the suggestions is from Tourism Talent, who go with Tourism Works with quite early on Mm -hmm. and during our launch. They've proposed the idea of a tourism central platform, which is essentially a a one-stop shop for industry for training or online resources or employment information. Alex Dykeman uh, from Maverick Digital is also heading up another aspect of the toolkit. So she is looking into providing a digital education-based toolkit. Mm -hmm. Um, She's hosting a forum later this month for educators to give their suggestions on what they'd like to see and what they think could be good for for their industry Mm. and then finally go with tourism's put uh, forwards to the ITP as well our own business enhancement program so at the moment we run an education program across New Zealand Mm -hmm. and essentially this is pretty similar but instead of working with students it's working with businesses so we would have a dedicated coordination team across Aotearoa who can provide one-on-one assistance with businesses and 
lengthen them with local networks, give them continued support, basically handhold them through the challenges and the and the, the difficulties that some of the smaller businesses don't necessarily have the time or staff to work their way through at the moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I think for us, one of the big things is that there's already a lot of toolkits out there. So we're trying to be really mindful of not replicating anything or overwhelming people with even more information. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's why we're pretty excited about the, the one-on-one assistance in the, the business enhancement program. So yeah. that hopefully people can be helped rather than just left on their own to read through mm. tons of information. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> sounds like a great plan. Yeah, it does, especially for a rollout. So Heidi, one of the biggest challenges we have as an industry is the perception of working in it, as you've outlined and as we've discussed on many of the shows. So what do you think can be done in the education and training space to help with this? Um, In fairness, the whole secondary school system is pretty outdated. Um, Hopefully that doesn't ruffle too many feathers, but (laughs) there is still a mindset that the classic academic subjects are what's necessary. I know when I was back at school, when everything was still in black and white, you could be a teacher or a doctor or a policeman. Mm. There wasn't really many other things on offer. Mm. I think now we're in 2022, our subjects could probably focus a little bit more on things that better represent our communities in the future and, and where we're headed. And students who aren't academic could be, you know, channeled into subjects that they're going to really excel in, despite the fact that they might not be getting A's across the board in literacy and numeracy. So we think that the announcement of the, the new tourism NTEA Uh, which came out last year, is a pretty great start in New Zealand. We really hope that the people who are doing the work to create the curriculum and working with the industry are going to accurately represent the needs. And our Wananga Action Plan actually covers this subject as well. We we just need to work better to create bridges with education providers so that there's a better understanding of how people can not only get into the industry but also succeed within Mm. it. We just want to channel people in. We want to channel them in and then they do really well. So I think we just need to stop ignoring the fact that tourism is an economic powerhouse and we need to really take advantage of the momentum it's got rather than just telling kids that it's a DOS subject and sending yeah. over naughty children that way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's so true. But I have to say I'll put in a plug for our local high school here in Topol. Yeah. Their head girl is taking tourism this year. So I'm pretty chuffed about that because obviously, yeah, it's a pretty influential person in the school doing that subject. And yeah, I'm not sure what her plans are when she finishes, but yeah, it was great to see that she has it's chosen nice. tourism as one of her subjects. But we do like the naughty kids as well. The yeah. ones with a bit of personality, the chatterboxes well, right. are usually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So in terms of influencing our local communities, how do you think we can start to better influence them about the benefits of working in tourism? So broader than education. I think word of mouth is probably the most critical tool we've got. Real life recommendations from people saying, I love my job and you should come and work here or or just give it a go, I think Mm. is the thing. We're not trying to bribe people into this industry. We're just trying to show what opportunities are out there that they might not necessarily have been aware of beforehand. That's some of the stories that we promote in our hero campaigns. We've got a pretty cool range of some amazing stories. And every time I see them, I think, I think, wow, why am I not doing that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I think we've got to be pretty realistic, though, that a lot of people's career decisions are typically based on pay and hours and work environments. So it's no good going out and trying to influence people by telling stories that aren't matched in reality. So I do Mm -hmm. think that we should probably be addressing those first before we go out with any marketing campaigns, (laughs) fix the problem before we start selling it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And what other ideas came from the Wananga? There are really too many to list. I, yeah, I've got no idea how Angus and Associates managed to get them into some semblance of a readable document. Um, it was the, the one angle was actually over my birthday last year. So I started the day with 108 people singing me happy birthday and went into 16 hours of intense online conversation, which was mind-blowing but essentially all of the ideas that came out fall under the categories of better partnerships more information education and training and improving perceptions so none of them are reinventing the wheel that's not what we set out to do most are things that we should have been doing anyway and quite a lot of them were things that go with tourism was already doing so yeah the examples kind of range from cohesion between tourism leadership and communities, educators and industry, various programs that can better connect people, marketing campaigns, ways to protect the workforce and inspire the next generation of talent. Yeah, they're things that we should be doing or we maybe are doing, but we could just be doing better. Mm, yeah. Cool. And you're relatively new in the program director role. So what are you most excited about? Oh, it's pretty great to see that so many of the ideas were things that we already do. It means that my job is not to drastically change the direction we're going, yep. but just to keep honing and perfecting what we're already doing. Um, I love that people think that we're on the right path. It sets me up, hopefully, for success. Uh, but the Wananga did also highlight that probably not quite enough people know what we do, which is something that we, we have to work on. Mm. So I think the thing for me that I'm most excited about is addressing those perception issues. We did make a really good start, but obviously uh, COVID, as for many other people, has put a wee little road bump in the way. Um, But it is something that I'm passionate about. I've worked with youth since I was in my teens and influencing them, influencing their influences educating them and educating their educators and is going to make a real difference and quickly as well to our next generation so I think that's the thing I'm most excited about. Mm. So where do you think the big opportunities lie Heidi? I think the the main one is in that better education and training and that's not just for students it's for everyone across the board I think everyone should constantly be learning and not just students employers recruiters, teachers, careers advisors. We're in a pretty vibrant, flexible, adaptive industry. And that should be reflected by the people as well, wanting to learn and change and develop. So I think that space has got some really, really great opportunities. Uh, And the second one for me is just improving our brand. So Go With Tourism already does some really great work, but we're not a startup anymore. We've been around for a couple of years now and 
we are developing into more of a I guess a professional outfit not that we're not that we weren't before <laughs> we weren't a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just tightening the screws up and really getting our name out there and and um, working alongside some of the big players we're not just here for five minutes we're we're hoping to stick around yeah mm. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And what do you think the big challenges are ahead of you? Unfortunately, there are still a few. I think one of the big ones coming up is going to be the raise in uh, minimum wage next month. So salaries have always been an issue and they're going to continue with these raising wages. Obviously, it's great for workers, but it does mean that likely when we open our borders, we are probably still going to be relatively reliant on migrant workforce, more so than Kiwis. On the flip side, though, we are really excited to start welcoming work holiday visa holders back to our country. (laughs) Some of the skills and the energy and the excitement that they're going to have being able to be back on shore is going to be amazing to see. Um, But again, meeting the demand of returning tourism is going to be pretty challenging too, especially obviously at the moment I know the hot topic of discussion is getting MIQ hotels back to Mm. normal occupancy. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of discussions being had about whether or not we're actually going to have enough staff to be able to deal with the Manahiri that are coming back to New Zealand. So that, that is going to be a big challenge, but hopefully we can work together to, to overcome it. Awesome. How much do you think COVID has set us back? Like I'm thinking we had a perception problem before COVID Mm -hmm. hit. Since COVID's hit, our industry's been one of the worst hit in terms of workforce and and redundancies. Do you think that that's going to be a, a major issue moving forward, that people are going to shy away from it, thinking as soon as something happens in the world, this job isn't safe for uh-huh. me? I don't think you're ever going to get rid of people's desire to travel and human nature loves to have a chat they love to tell stories they love to socialize so I think that's always going to be our big draw card and the fact that people haven't been able to travel I think has really ignited that fire in them maybe Mm. people that didn't necessarily even think about it previously and now thinking oh yeah this is something I would like to do just because they haven't been able to Mm. so I think hopefully we've we've got that working in our our favor um on the flip side obviously there has been a lot of movement into other industries or other sectors which are perceived as slightly more stable Mm. Um, there's a lot more competition obviously in terms of construction and trades and things like that right now Uh, but I don't think people have been turned off for the for the long run I think that'd be be pretty hard to do actually yeah good yeah (laughs) you guys have still stuck around right yeah exactly (laughs) no one else will have us I can't think of any other industry I'd want to work in, to be honest. That's half the struggle. Exactly. Um, So how can tourism companies get involved, Heidi, in this work and help you achieve these goals? What do we need to do? Well, the one was a first for the industry and bringing everyone together. So I hope we can just continue to unify voices. Uh, I think 
if anybody is interested, if they want to have a look through our action plan one and two, they're both available online and they can get in touch if they would like to be linked up with some of the leads for some of the items that are being actioned at the moment, or if they want to take charge of one of the suggestions or they've got other ideas, then we are more than willing to hear. We are essentially coordinating everyone. Wrangling, I think, is another good word. <laughs> um, bringing them, bringing them together. So we're more than happy to connect people up and put them in touch and answer questions. And hopefully, if everybody can get behind some of the big ideas and show their support to MB and the ITP, then hopefully we can get things like the tourism accord off the ground before the end of the year. Yeah, definitely. And I will put the action plan to link in the episode notes. So if our listeners haven't seen it, I'm sure most of them have. Um, But if you haven't, it will be in the episode notes. So check it out and have a read through and you'll see the leads of each of these projects in there. So you can touch base with them and and reach out if you've got some great ideas from your business. Thanks. So Heidi, our last thing that we do with our guests is our quick fire round. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're just, this is where we get to know you a little bit better. And okay. you just have to answer the first thing that pops into your head. All right. I'll try not to put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, you have to give one answer. Some people okay. are being backing out. <laughs> yes, we've got a few too many diplomats um, on yeah. the show at times. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Kick us off, Chambers. All right, Heidi. Chocolate or coffee? Chocolate. <laughs> I've got a real sweet tooth. <laughs> Lakes or ocean? Ocean. 100%. That's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to have moved to Auckland, actually. Mm. Yeah. Get me out of the sea. <laughs> yes. ah, good on you. So summer or winter? Summer. 100%. Yeah. You can <laughs> holiday to the snow, but... I don't know. It was too cold to live there a long time. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favourite colour? Green. Yeah, so New Zealand. New Zealand's a pretty good place for that, right? It is. Yep, you're in the right place. So now you've moved north or south island. Don't tell the Aucklanders, but I'm still a Southie at heart. (laughs) 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 I have only been I have only been here for what 13 days or so so far. So maybe ask me again in a little while. I might have changed my mind. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What's your favorite holiday destination in New Zealand? Um somewhere where nobody else is usually. I think that's probably why I love the South Island so much, because you can get away and be yeah in the middle of nowhere and not see anybody else and yeah not that I don't like people I'm in the wrong (laughs) that's the case but I I do like having a bit of quiet time and getting to enjoy some of the amazing views we've got all to myself yeah you have Um, enough people at work so you want to escape from them right yeah yeah we get that and so Heidi one wish for 2022 Uh, That I get to see my friends and family from overseas again, which I think is probably the same wish as lots of other people. I know you're in Cairns at the moment. Uh, I've just been invited to a girlfriend's wedding in Port Douglas at the end of the year. So I'm so excited to have my first international holiday in my diary and I'm counting down the sleeps already. (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Oh, well, you'll have to reach out when you're here, Heidi. 
yeah say hello and you can show yeah. me the spots will do nice well, Heidi, thanks so much for joining us today and congratulations once again on your new role and congratulations on the outcomes of the Tourism Workforce Wananga. I think we're all really excited to see where this goes and even though, as you say, a lot of the things have been happening, it's nice to have them all collated into and yeah and formalized into yeah. one area where we can all buy in and, and be part of that. So thank you so much for joining us today. No worries. Thank you for having me. And, um, yeah, we wish you guys all the best and we'll keep following what happens in the future. Yeah. That's great. It's really exciting. Kakite. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks.